Welcome to What I Meant to Say Was, a weekly podcast from Canon Church where we explore, apply, and sometimes clarify the message from Sunday. This week's topic is Pastor Tim's sermon, The Road, from our series, Wish You Were Here. And that is our summer series that we having have going on through this summer to the end of July. And Tim, The Road. The yes. road. You, yes, you chose Genesis 12 and the call of Abraham. Right. Um, so before we go there, what's your favorite road trip that you ever took? <laughs> well, it's actually an off-the-road trip. Um, okay. When I was on staff with the church in Pittsburgh, one of the families there, they had two sons who were involved in the scouts, and they invited with me to go with them on a backpacking trip in the Finger Lakes mm. region of New York. And uh, um, one of the reasons I probably liked it is that I had no responsibilities whatsoever except to just lug a pack and walk along the trail and see what they saw and go where they went. And I loved it. It was it was really awesome um, to just kind of I'd never done that kind of an extended backpacking trip before. And so um, that sense of religious kind of being somewhat off the map, Mm. not entirely, but out in the woods and kind of not knowing what the day was going to bring and really just enjoying the world around us and creation and and, uh, enjoying those kids. And Paul, the scoutmaster, was the dad of those Mm -hmm. two boys and and a friend from the church. And so, um, yeah, I've thought about that at different times. I just I loved that week, just soaked all of it up. So how old were you when you went on this trip? Um, I would have been in my mid to late 20s Okay. at that point. All right. Yeah. I can appreciate the not really having to plan anything. You just do what you're told and eat what's put in front of you and stuff. Like, yeah. 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 I can I can appreciate that. And, it, and yet I think we fight against that in some ways too in our everyday life. <laughs> I mean, I had no relevant skills. So all uh-huh. I could really do was just lug a backpack um, that was not all that weighed down. And, and uh, it didn't hurt that Paul also was a bit of a coffee snob. And so we woke up to French mm-hmm. press coffee every morning. That was kind of an unusual treat, unexpected one. Um, nice. But I... I, you know, I mean, I enjoyed sleeping in a tent and mm-hmm. falling asleep to the sounds of the woods mm-hmm. and waking up to those kind of sounds. And uh, yeah, that was, sounds nice. It made me think of it made me think of some trips that I took. Uh, one of the previous churches I served, we uh, took an annual trip uh, to serve with a mission partner in Costa Rica, and uh, I had an amazing team leader at that church, and he organized everything. And that's why I love to go because I did literally not have to think about a thing. Uh, He had everything planned in advance, all the food, all the excursions, if we were, you know, incorporating those into our trip. And then obviously we worked with the partner to go where he told us to go and do what Mm -hmm. he told us to do. And I had done all the spiritual preparation for the team and everything like that in advance. And Mm -hmm. he organized everything that was happening every evening and how we shared together. It was wonderful to just be freed from all of that. Yeah. Uh, having to determine what was going to happen next and yeah. make sure that I did all the things to make that happen. So I'm wondering what that says about us. <laughs> and honestly, our human nature and, you know, and in, in, in Abraham's story, right? So right. let's go, let's go to okay. Abraham's story and, and the call of Abraham, which is where kind of, um, we were anchored in scripture this, mm-hmm. this past Sunday and, um, and Abraham's call in this, 
uh, this journey of faith that we're all on. And and one of the ways you kind of opened the conversation was talking about the Bible being a travel log of books. Yeah. And it's really about people on a journey, right? right. People on a right. journey with God and God on a journey with people. And um and and I thought it was really, really interesting how um you kind of started that conversation anchored in that passage with um, talking about Popeye. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> please, right. please share with us how you got there. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, so it's interesting. When COVID hit, um, I was serving the Willowski United Methodist Church. And one of the things that I did to help keep us connected while we were physically separated was to write a daily reflection. And early on um, that first spring, I wrote a series of reflections on the Psalms of Ascent. Mm. So Psalms 120 through 134, which we think, we're not sure, but we think God's people sang, um, recited, prayed on their way to Jerusalem for one of the pilgrim festivals. Mm. And so um, the first one, Psalm 120, it it has that sense of like I'm I'm done like I'm I, I can't stay where I am I, I need to something has to change I have to get on the road I have to go to God um, and so when I wrote that article I actually wrote about Popeye and I talked about <laughs> that key turning point uh, in every episode and I I um, had actually forgotten about that mm-hmm. but I kind of was thinking about Abraham and and the beginning of his journey. And I looked back at that reflection that I had written, and then it made me think, and this was one of those moments where I hadn't really thought too deeply about it, but I know that Genesis itself wants us to see God's call of Abraham in contrast to the flood, that they are both responses to the brokenness of the world through human sin, and how often we really just want a flood, you know, and we want, we want we want coercive violence mm. to solve all the problems. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so that really, it just kind of, it, it created lots of connections for me thinking about the, the role of the flood in the biblical narrative and then how that's also part of the run up to Abraham. And, and as I mentioned, there's this confession of faith from the Uniting Church of Canada where they talk about God setting out on the long road of redemption. Yeah. And so God is walking with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, the people, um, so yeah, I, however potentially trivializing it might be to start a sermon with Popeye, um, <laughs> you know, and when I saw a reference to it on Facebook today in, in a church member's post, there was a part of me that kind of winced thinking it does not sound deep. At the same time, it's a, you know, it's an animated representation of kind of a desire that we all have mm-hmm. if we can just eat our spinach and punch out the bad guy and mm. save the day, then everything will be wonderful. Mm, mm. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think it really did kind of take everybody to that, um, you know, to the, to the reason for it all. Right. And I mean, I'm like, okay, we need to do an altar call in here today. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, where this is, this is the journey of faith mm. and this is where we all have to come essentially to the end of ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and, and um, before we forge out uh, to to find this new place, this promised yeah. land um, with God, and 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 you really talked about uh, Abraham being kind of this unlikely character, if you will, um, to be called on this journey with God, and and why Abraham, and trying to answer the question of why Abraham, and and I think so many people, you know, if they're honest with themselves, can ask themselves the same question, like why me, right, um, and. You know, or the you know the 
the disease that I've found across the church in my own ministry is the I'm not enough or um, I am justness and not, you know, and when God chooses unlikely characters throughout scripture, and we call them characters, but they are people, living, breathing human beings that... that if we looked, you know, if we looked across the table at them, we would be like, why that person, you know, very unlikely. But um, I think it really, I think it really drives it home for all of us and something that I don't want anybody to miss in that message Mm. that we're all invited on this, this journey together. Um, So, so you start with the call of, of Abram or Abraham, and this whole journey of of the road of redemption and reconciliation right. and almost walking out this redemption with mm-hmm. God, yeah. right? Yeah. And I and I I mean I couldn't help but think also of of sanctification, you yeah. know, our own Absolutely. sanctification, yeah. you know. Yeah. So um, that being said, I mean that certainly could have been a whole road you went down right. with this. So why why not go there necessarily and um, and maybe say a little bit more about that? Yeah, I thought about that. It, um, I think the basic point of the sermon was that the that the road is our home. I didn't say it in those mm. words, but I was thinking about it this morning again. Like, okay, you know, what was I trying to get across? And in a sense, it is just that basic change yeah. of perspective, and that's really what I was primarily going for. That we are a pilgrim people, we are a people on the way, on the road, always. And um, and we've talked at Canon about this journey with Jesus through the world as it is, toward the world as it will be, mm-hmm. and and so wanting us to kind of set our sights on the the new heavens and the new earth. Um, and uh, and so yeah, so for this Sunday, I really just wanted us to get that basic point that we're all on pilgrimage, we're Mm -hmm. all on the road, that that's a normal place to be, um, as uncomfortable as that can be at times. But that's also a hope-filled place. And it it is in contrast to, and I made kind of passing reference to this, a sort of cultural value of settling down. Yeah. Um, And and we talk about putting down roots, maybe not as much as we used to, because culturally our economy has changed and people move much more often than they used to. But but um but that that image of the road but then we also know that for God's people it's not it's been more than an image mm-hmm. there's been an actual road and they have been physically on the way with Jesus and um and so yeah there I was very aware right we could kind of play that out yes. and 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 it was just felt like it felt like more than I could possibly yes. tackle this Sunday in a sermon that was supposed to be 15 minutes long because we had so much going on in the service. And Let's talk about that 15 and, minutes. <laughs> and I was nowhere near 15. I think I went over my allotted, you know, typical 20 is what I'm allotted in our service plan. And this Sunday it was 15. And by the time Sunday morning rolled around, I had conveniently forgotten that target time until after the service. Well, I mean, I would love for us to talk a little bit more about um, this road, this journey, this pilgrimage that we are all on and then um, and then maybe get back to what what you meant to say or if you had to sum this up mm. in one sentence but um, you know thinking about the the journey that we're all on or this pilgrimage this um, uh, the, this fact that we haven't arrived mm-hmm. right and and I think we can get to that place where we do feel like we have arrived mm-hmm. you know in our in our faith and yeah. our walk and forget that there's so much further to go yeah um, with God and and with our part in what God's doing yeah. Uh, and 
you know, I think it speaks to this desire to be comfortable, yeah. right? You you say lay down roots, I say comfortable, yeah. uh, and and in in that that value or that desire that we all have for like routine and mm-hmm. predictability, and yeah. I mean that it just seems to be more and more fleeting in our world today. Mm-hmm. Things to um, seem to be changing at breakneck speed around us, and and the world culturally, you know, um, even in our church, right? So, um, I think. Being able to anchor our own experiences with the story that God is telling is is very helpful, mm-hmm. and the more we're able to do that, I mean the 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 follower of Jesus's life is one of transformation, and that's constant, yeah. right? And yeah. it's uh, we talk about the sanctifying journey um, as Wesleyans, the mm-hmm. the pervenient justifying and sanctifying grace of God, and and that that is a constant transformative process right um, as we as we journey back to God together in relationship we were we were uh, we were made for so I think being reminded of the biblical narrative really telling that story mm-hmm. and and finding our place in that versus our own comfort I think is mm-hmm. is helpful so I right. appreciate that very much thank you sure thank you 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 did talk about the heart of the problem being the problem of the heart right I love that love that turn of phrase I'm like, I'm writing that down. I'm going to use that again later and quote Tim in that one. Well, don't quote me because I'm quoting Richard Foster. Oh, okay. Um, and, I, and I wasn't even sure if he was the one who yeah. came up with that. It seems like such an obvious fra- turn of phrase, mm-hmm. um, but that is clearly from beginning to end mm-hmm. in the Bible. That's mm-hmm. the problem. And I often think of Noah getting onto the ark with a broken heart. I mean, mm. with, with a heart that's already been broken by sin. And so yeah. he was as righteous as it got, as faithful to God as it got, but the sin got onto the ark right along with him and his kids and grand, you know, and so, um, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, I've, I find myself kind of wanting to go back to what you had said about the, the journey and sanctification mm-hmm. because, um, you know, I mean, Wesley talked about a way of salvation, mm-hmm. which there you go. I yeah. mean, right. And, and there it is. And, um, uh, and not rigid, right. There are dis- there are, right. are going to be some distinctions between your journey and mine. And yet there's a sentence that we are on the way together with Jesus and there will be some common markers along the way. And, uh, um, and we don't have time to get into this, but I've begun reading again about sort of the ancient sort of patristic understanding of, of the journey in terms of awakening to God and then a season mm-hmm. of purgation where God is at work purging us of everything unworthy, everything and the surface sins and the deep sins, the conscious ones, the unconscious ones. Yeah. Um, and, and then moving us toward a season of illumination where we we, so we are beginning to grow in our understanding of God and beginning to love more concretely and practice disciplines in life-giving ways mm-hmm. and then ultimately arriving at a deeper union and a deeper perfection uh, in love. And um, and so, yeah, I began kind of wondering, okay, that that feels like a an approach to the journey that would be helpful to me and might be helpful to others. Yes. And so I kind of want to spend some time exploring that, workshopping that for myself first, and then maybe down the road, um, it'll be a benefit to others. If you never hear of it again, it will mean I crashed and burned <laughs> by the side of the road and I need a different map. <laughs> well, I mean, it speaks so much to the, the more, I mean, I don't know about, you know, um, everybody that's listening, but I know this in my own journey, the more I know, the less I understand. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of times we, when we think about, and that might scare some people. I'm sorry if I scared you by saying that. Mm. But um, I 
I, I think that we can equate this knowing with a, a mental a knowledge yeah, versus yeah, a knowing yeah, yeah. God, right? right and right. and I think that's that's where the roads diverge, right? Mm-hmm. And that 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 as we come to go, know God more um, or more fully, then um, there there is a sort of of a letting go, a mm-hmm. sort of surrender, a sort of letting things fall away. Uh, that um, you know the the life that God desired for us or created us for the relationship we were made for um, can come uh, can can come to life in in a new way where mm-hmm. we let when we let go yeah. of all of those yeah. things, and that's a whole different kind of knowing. Yeah. So I don't want to diverge too far off the trail here, but okay. I would love for you to, to like, if, if you had to sum up your message in one sentence, even if it's a long run on one, like the ones I like to make, <laughs> what would it be? Uh, well, somewhat like what I said earlier uh, in this conversation, that we are most at home when we're on the road, mm. um, that we really are most at home with God, um, most fully present with God and to God when we're on the road with God. Um, and, uh, and, and for disciples of Jesus, I mean, that should make perfect sense, right? Because the call was, has always been follow me, um, come after me. Mm-hmm. And Jesus himself was always on the move. Yes. And, uh, and so it was striking to me that God's first word to Abram was go. go. And then the risen Jesus says to the disciples, go, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And they all went. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, and then I, a couple weeks ago, I think in our conversation, then I mentioned that I'd been um, reading and praying Psalm 90, and uh, um, which uh, the, the opening word is, you know, Lord, you've been our dwelling place in every generation. And right. so our, our home really is in God. Um, which frees us up to be on the move. So, yeah. So I think I'll stick with that, that we are most at home when we're on the road. Good, good, good. And, 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 and I'll just add in my, my, uh, my commentary um, (laughs) that we've lost, we've left the go out of our mission statement in the United Methodist church. And unfortunately um, the great commission tells us to go make disciples and we have left that out. And I think that that can um, that can take root in ways that uh, kind of diminishes the significance of the going mm-hmm. and assumes the coming to and the sitting where we are and um, and 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 speaks to um, the theology of being on the road with God in in a way that frankly isn't helpful in my um, in my humble op- humble opinion I might have written about that in my dissertation just a little bit right. but um <laughs> well and that that reminds me um, years ago I was at a conference at Church of the Resurrection with Adam Hamilton mm-hmm. and he talked about the early years mm-hmm. of Church of the Resurrection and I can't remember if the words in my mind right now are their kind of early mission statement or if it was Willow Creeks but they were both very similar mm-hmm. but I think he t- I mean it was clearly they were there to help non-christians and non only Christian people become fully devoted followers of Christ. I mean, that might be the Bill Hybels formulation, but mm-hmm. but Adam Hamilton's was very similar for Church of the Resurrection, and he talked about um, a couple years in overhearing a couple of the kind of prominent leaders in his church saying, t- kind of talking to each other and saying, you know, I love the size that our church is right now. I hope it never grows. Bigger. <laughs> 
<laughs> and, and he said, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. It's not like their goal was to become gargantuan. It's right. just that their goal was to keep reaching people. Right. Like, if, do we have neighbors right. who don't know Jesus? Right. Yes. Well, then we're not done. That is our mission. Like, yes. That's, uh-huh. We're not allowed. And, that, and one of my bishops in Western Pennsylvania used to say that if there's w- even just one person in your community mm-hmm. who does not know the love of God in Jesus Christ, your church is not big yes. enough. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. And it doesn't necessarily mean the size of the building or even the congregation that worships there, but right. our reach and the multiplication of the gospel message in the in the larger community. So um, I can appreciate that. That's awesome. Um, I know that somebody asked a similar question to uh, a friend of mine who, uh, uh, who happens to be George Acevedo, who has a very large church right. in Florida. Right. And he had someone come to him and say, would you rather have a thousand people in your building on Sunday morning or a hundred people that are sent into the community? And he's like, I'm a jerk. I want a thousand people in my building. <laughs> <laughs> but if you think about the multiplicative, right. uh, you know, uh, impact of a mm-hmm. hundred people sent on mission yeah. in the community. Yes. The church of Jesus Christ is go is growing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, you have a hundred potentially a hundred people or a thousand people in your building on Sunday yeah. morning. But anyway, um, uh, so if you had to um, ask people to apply this in some way to their life, what what would that look like? Yeah, great question. Um, well, what I. I uh, I don't know if we drew attention. I don't think we did on Sunday to the next steps that were in our bulletin or posted online, trying to give people some concrete ways to do something with what they have heard. Mm -hmm. And the practice piece in that was to take a walk. I mean, it it was that simple, like go for a walk, if at all possible to a neighborhood or down a street that you don't, that is unfamiliar to you. And it really is just an invitation to be present in that place, um, to be aware of the world around you, people you pass, pets that you pass, uh, God with you on on the way. There is something, I think, significant uh, about simply walking. Mm. And if, although I'm a runner, uh, I find <laughs> frequently in the, in the most recent weeks, I have found myself out for a run and beginning to think and to pray. And there's a part of me that really just wants to stop running, slow down, mm. and just walk. I'll be honest, I don't because I have a run that I need to finish. But there is, but it feels like a physical and spiritual pull to Mm. slow down and walk. And that there are some conversations that I need to have with God that probably can only be had at that pace, that they really can't be had while I'm on the run, I need to be at a walk. And so that that's one simple thing. But then the other is, right, to um, not see, and this goes back to what you're sa- you were saying earlier, don't see yourself as a finished product. Yeah. Whether in presumption or despair, <laughs> don't see yourself as a finished mm-hmm. product. Um, you are still on the way. Um, you are still walking with Jesus. You are walking in the Spirit, and there's more for you to do and more ways for you to grow. And so, um, whether that's a convicting word because you thought you were a finished product, yeah, <laughs> or a yeah. liberating word because yeah. you thought you were as good as you were going to get, mm. see yourself as being on the way, and then take advantage of opportunities and invitations to walk with others because that is also part of it. We need companions. Yeah. Um, and so all together now, coming up in July uh, 9th, 16th, and 23rd, we're going to spend three weeks with the Bible, 
that's an invitation to get deeper with God through the scriptures, and so that would be another possible next step. That's good. I feel, I feel like you've kind of articulated the um, the holy discontent that sometimes people can feel like, you know, I've, I've like there's got to be more, you know, right. and um, or where is God, you know, calling me? We've been sending out the prayer text and the prompts, um, th- uh, praying through John 17 together, and a lot of those prayers and questions um, that are provided along with the passage from that day, the verses from that day is, you know, where is God inviting me? Where, um, who has God put in front of me? Um, where is my, you know, my mission field in a sense? Mm-hmm. And um, and what might God be inviting me to do? So I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think that, that both um, Tim and I, if you are looking for, you know, what's next, what's more, what what is God, um, you know, inviting me to do and how can I take my next steps? We, we would love to have those conversations with you. And um, and invite you into the next leg of the journey on the road with God. Yep. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So lots of ways to continue to kind of engage with what was shared on Sunday through this message, through um, conversation, and through those prompts that um, we provide every Sunday to uh, kind of work through the the text and the message that was shared and take next steps together. Uh, we look forward to being with you again next week for the next episode of what I meant to say was. Is there anything else that you meant to say, Tim, that you didn't get to say? No, I covered Abraham and Popeye in one sermon. That's probably pretty good. (laughs) Okay. The Alpha and the Omega. Omega. That's right. (laughs) Very good. Y'all have a great week.